Jonathan. I'd like to welcome you all here this morning. We'll begin the service. We'll sing number 172, Kneel at the Cross.
song that we just sung, Kneel at the Cross. Christ will meet you there. Come while he waits for you. And I know that he is there for each and every one of us. To all who wants to receive him, he is there. If we just put our faith and trust in him. It says, kneel at the cross and leave every care. Just take it all, take your life, and put it into the hands of Jesus Christ. To let him then lead, guide, and direct us, direct you, in everything that we do, everything we say, wherever we go, just kneel at the cross and put it all into his hands. Leave it there. Take your burdens to the Lord and leave it there. And he will give you that comforter that he has promised. If we truly repent of our sins and we ask him to be our Savior, he'll give us that comforter, that new birth that we have talked so much about in the last few weeks, the last few months. Is that new birth that we must have that he told Nicodemus about. And then today I'd like to talk about that new birth. We've, we know, I believe we should understand how do we get it. And that's by going to Jesus Christ, just as we said. Putting it all into his hands. Repenting of our sins. These are, this is what has been recorded for us to be able to read and to be able to understand of what he'll do for us and how he'll do. And it's a promise. Now once we receive that new spirit, then there's a lifestyle that he wants to see in us. That spirit is going to direct that lifestyle. It's going to take away that old man that was in us. And it's going to direct us in a new way, a new spirit, and let's read some today. I want to read just about all some of the things that he has done and how he's asked his people to live. We'll start reading. I want to read just a little bit in John, first of all. This will be in the, in the very first chapter of the Gospel according to John. We'll start reading at the ninth verse, first chapter of John. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, and the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. 
Now, John, in the very beginning of his gospel, just explained some there of who that, true, who that light is, and that's Jesus Christ. He is the true light of God. And he came here so that all men would be able to see and recognize the truths, his truths, and be able to be guided by that light, the light of Jesus Christ. We must have those eyes to see and ears to hear spiritually to be able to see that and to know that he was and he is that true light of the gospel of, Je of, the gospel of God today. That's Jesus Christ. He was in the world. The world was made by him and his father, and the world knew him not. In the world today, the unrighteous, the wicked, do not know him. But we've all, he came here for the sins of the whole world. He came here, it is God's will that man be saved. So he sent his son here so that all could know him that want to. But the world... Those with that worldly mind, those who do not want to see, will, be, will remain in darkness, will not be able to understand and see that great light, that light that shone there to Paul on his way down to Damascus. That was the light of Jesus Christ that he was able to see. And he was able to then to go on and see victory all the way along. But as many as received him. Now this is what I want us to all understand about. Now he's, we've talked about that new birth. We've talked about that being, being made new, whole, through the blood of Jesus Christ. That new birth. But as many as received him, received Jesus, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even them that believe on his name. Who is Jesus Christ? He was a son of God. Do you think that these here, that he's saying here, that, that as many as received him, believed that Jesus Christ was the son of God, and received his message from him, received repentance from him, he says, he, those he will give power to become a son of God. How can you become a son of God? Having your sins taken away. Being made holy by the blood of Jesus Christ. And then that power that comes with that new birth is the power of God that he's talking about. He gave the power to become sons of God. The sons of God have power over sin. And that's what he's talking about here. He will give to each and every one of us the power of God to overcome Satan here in this life. That's what that new birth will do for us, which were born not of blood, but of the will, nor of the will of the flesh, but nor of the will of man, but of God. That is how they were, that's what he's talking about. They've had that new birth. Not that birth that was born of the blood, that we had that natural birth. Not that will of the flesh, that, all these things. Nor of the will of man, those were all natural things. But he says, you were born of God. Now, that is what I want every one of us to know and understand today. And be sure that that's what we have right within us, that we are born of God. 
with that new spirit, that new birth that will change your life, which were born but of God is what they were born of. And the Word was made flesh. Jesus Christ came here in the flesh and dwelled among us. He was there with John and all the others. And Peter, all of these men there, they dwelt right there among them. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now that's what I want you to understand that Jesus Christ was full of and he was full of the power of God and he says now that you can become a son of God if you believe upon his name, you repent of your sins and accept him into your life. And the word of God then was made flesh. He came here in Jesus Christ, and He dwelled among us, and He is dwelling, His Spirit is dwelling among us today. And we beheld His glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and of truth. The truths, it is an absolute truth, the truths of Jesus Christ. They want to tell you today throughout the educational world that there is no absolute truth, but there is. There is nothing that is absolute truth, they want to tell you. But his word is the word of God, and it is an absolute truth, just as he's saying. And Jesus Christ was full of that grace, full of the power of God, full of the love of God full of the mercy of God. All of these things is what he was full of and the truth, the word of God. There is no evil in God. There is no liars in God. There is nothing but good and truth. And that's what we must know, understand, and accept it today, that he was here upon the earth, in the flesh, Man rejected him. Most of them did. There has been a remnant, he says, here upon the earth. He says what Christ said. There would be a remnant that would believe upon him, that would be able to truly understand and truly know Jesus Christ. But that shouldn't discourage a one of us because every single one of us can be a part of that. There is nobody that doesn't have that opportunity to work out their immortal soul salvation through Jesus Christ by putting it all into his hands. And that's what I want us to all to understand first this morning. Just remember that he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Isn't that 
just something to think about this morning. That's hard to even conceive, to think about, that we can become a son of God and have the power of God. But there's people that's here today that's experienced that. There's people that know that power. And there's people that want to encourage you to accept him so that you can have that same power. Receive him and become a son of God. Let's turn over to Romans and read just a little few verses there in, in Romans. This will be in the 10th chapter of Romans. <clears throat> Let's start at the 8th verse, 10th chapter of Romans. But what saith it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. And that's what I want all of us to know and understand, having faith in Jesus Christ, repenting, knowing that he's the Son of God. And that's what he says, the word is nigh unto you. His word, his truths are being taught. It is near to you. Accept it. Even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Now I'm telling you now how we can, again, how we can have that new birth. And how you can be a part of the kingdom of God here. A part of the kingdom of heaven. Let's read that again. That if thou shalt confess with the mouth, thy mouth, the Lord Jesus, confess that he's the Son of God, and that he can take away your sins, and shall believe in thy heart that God hath raised him from the dead, raised him out of whom man crucified him. God allowed that to happen. They hung him on that cross. But God did not allow him to see corruption. God, they put him in that tomb, in that grave. But he was resurrected back to life. And if you believe upon that, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, confess that, believe that he was, he has, was raised out of that tomb, over sin, over Satan, he had power of it all, even over death. God had power over it. And that's what he's given now, he's offering, because that Jesus Christ, was raised out of that grave. Because of that, we can have that new birth. We can be raised out of this body of sin, this dead body, spiritually. We can rise to victory because God brought his son out of that grave, victorious over sin, over death, 
over man, over everything, there is nothing that the power of God cannot overcome. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. He just bringing it out and, and telling us these things to encourage you today, brothers and sisters. He wants to see you upbuilt. He wants to see you victorious. He don't want to see you down and out in anything. He wants to see you full of peace and joy and righteousness. For the scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, for there is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich unto all that call upon him. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? These are the words that Paul wrote to the Romans there, encouraging them to look to Jesus Christ. And these things would happen to them. Put it all into His hands. Let's go back and read just uh, over that again so that these words sink down into our mind this morning and be encouraged in it all. For the heart... For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And that's with our mind. That's with our soul. We believe in Jesus Christ unto accepting of that spirit to make us righteous people. To make us whole. And then with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Confessing our sins. And every time we see us in sin... After we have received that new birth, we are still confessing our sin when we see that we have made a mistake. We confess it. We are broken because of sin, if that's the case in that. We don't go around living in sin continuously after that. For the Scripture saith, Whosoever believeth on him shall not be ashamed, and I will not be ashamed of knowing that he is, I have been able to receive His Spirit. I'll not be ashamed of the power that He has to give to me. I will not be ashamed to proclaim His Word and to know what He has done. There is no difference between the Jew and the Greek. He's saying it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, what nation, what your name is. What color you are has no difference with any of us. We are all human beings. We all have the opportunity to know Jesus Christ and be at one with Him. For whosoever 
shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now that's truly calling upon him. And that's putting it all into his hands. That's not holding back anything. You shall be saved. Isn't that nice to think about and to know? And how shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And if you don't believe as he has just read, we have just read, if you don't truly believe upon him and what he has done and what he will do for you, if you don't truly believe in that, you won't be able to be saved. And how shall they believe on him whom they have not heard? You've got to hear his word. How can you hear it? Read his word. Understand it. Let him give you the understanding in it. Listen as we come out and hear his word that is preached and taught to us. Hear the mighty word of God. For whosoever shall call on his name shall be saved. That's what I want to continue to think about. And how shall they preach? Well, I skipped a little bit there. He said, and how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher, someone to help them along? And how shall they preach except they be sent? He brings it all the way to the office that I hold. And if I have not been sent, and if the Lord is not working with me, something would be wrong. But I believe and I know that he has and I can preach his word. I can encourage you. As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah said, Lord, who hath believed our report? So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing about Jesus Christ and then knowing that it is the truths of God and that you have faith that these things will happen to you. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. But I say, have they not heard? Yes, verily, their sound went into all the earth and their words into the ends of the world. You have been able to hear the word and it is being preached and taught today. Will you hear? Will you accept? Will you believe? Will you have faith? But I say not Israel, but I say, did not Israel know? First Moses saith, I will provoke you to jealousy by them that are no people and by a foolish nation. I will anger you. But Isaiah is very bold and saith, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. But to Israel, he saith, all day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people. Now this is what he was talking about to the Jews in that day that he had come here and he had preached to them. They had rejected him. Now would that be us today? That would, that would be something that he would be telling us. I want to be a part of what Isaiah said. Isaiah was very bold and says, I was found of them that sought me not. I was made manifest unto them that asked not after me. He, I believe that he was talking about the Gentiles there that was able to find and know the Lord when it was preached there. 
But then he was talking about down here unto Israel, he saith, all day long. I believe he was talking about there unto the Jewish people. The people that had rejected him. All day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient and gainsaying people in our day. I believe that would be to all that has heard his word, that hears his words, and does not obey him, that is not obedient to him, and is a gainsaying people, just going after the lust of the things of the world. Continuing on in that, we have been talking, we have talked about recently about how he said, I have piped unto you and you have not danced. I have borne unto you and you have not lamented. But here he said, all day long I have stretched forth my hands unto a disobedient people. He has got his hands at spiritual opportunity reaching out to each and every one today that wants to be a part of it. I want to be a part. You can be a part of that. We all can. Repent is what he said. Believe upon him and you can be a part of it. There is nothing that can't be taken away by repenting of, his, of the sins from him. He is there. He is there waiting upon us to just repent and to believe upon him, Jesus Christ. Let's turn over to Galatians and read a little bit there. <clears throat> we'll start here in the second chapter of Galatians. Before we do that, though, I want to read just a little bit in Peter. Turn to the first Peter. First Peter, first chapter. Uh, first Peter, first chapter. Start at the twelfth verse. Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves, but unto us they did minister to things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Now I believe and I know that he has, God has had people preaching and teaching his word all the way along, and I know that we have heard his word preached unto you with the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven, which things the angels desire to look into. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Gird up your minds, he says, Pull your mind around the Word of God and be sober and hope to the end for the grace of God that is to be brought unto you. What we've been talking about, the grace of God, the power of God. As obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to the former lust in your ignorance, as obedient to the Spirit, 
as obedient children would be to their parents. Hence what he's asking for us, to be obedient to his calling. Not fashioning yourselves in the force, not going and continuing on in the former things, in the lust of the world, the things that you were involved in before and while you were in ignorance of the Word of God. He says, get away from that. But as he which is but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Now remember, he's talking about those that now that's had that new birth. Now this is how he's asking for us to live when we get that. To get away from our former lust. To put that aside. And it's he which has called you as holy. Who called you? God the Father called you to be able to accept his spirit. And he's holy. He says, now you, be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. If we're proclaiming that we are Son of God, we must let that holy fruits be what is coming out of our life, out of our body, out of this tabernacle that we are living in here. Because it is written, Be ye holy, as I am holy, is what God is telling us all there today. And if you call on the Father, who without respect of persons judgeth according to every man's work, pass the time of your sojourning here in fear, in respect of Him, and in fear of knowing that I must rely upon Him and put my full faith and trust in Jesus Christ and God if I want to make the grade. I must put it all into there. For as much as you know that you are not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, what were you redeemed of? You wasn't redeemed with gold and silver and those kind of things. But with the precious blood of Christ. As of a lamb without blemish and without spot. That's who redeemed us. We didn't pay for that. Nobody paid for it with money. You can't buy that. It is a free gift of God to give to you. And listen... From your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers, you didn't receive it that way. But how did you receive that new birth? But with the precious blood of Christ. And I want you to just stop and visualize in your mind and think just a moment about what took place there. The Son of God, a perfect man with all the love and the mercy that he had, and all the miracles that he did here upon the earth, and all the good, and these wicked men come. And they have a false trial with him. And they beat him with whips. They put a crown of thorns on his head. And then they took him out and nailed him to the cross. And his blood, he gave his blood, that life for you and for me. 
that you might be able to have eternal life. And that's how you have had those sins removed. That's how you can have those sins removed, friends. By the blood of Jesus Christ. But by the blood, by the precious blood. Think about it, it is. So precious that we can only get it by faith and by repenting and by going to Jesus Christ, God the Father. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. You know, that's what they had to do when they did sacrifices. They had to take the very best lamb that they had in their flock no blemish, nothing. That's what they had to, to sacrifice. And that's what God sacrificed for you and me, friends. I want you to think about that. And I want you to remember how that we are nothing and that we came here in an evil and in an undone condition, doomed to hell. But God sent His Son. God sent that Son to hang on that cross and to overcome so that you can have eternal life and not be cast into hell. Accept Him today and be a part of Him. <clears throat> Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. He was made known in these times for each and every one of us who by him do believe in God, that raised him up from the dead and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently, and that's what He does He does for us. He loves us, each and every one of us. Fervently, and that's what He's asking for us. <clears throat> and then listen to this next. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. I want you to understand that. This is what he's telling us now. That's, that's the opportunity that you have here. That's what he's telling us that we can have through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world. Sorry, I had meant read that. I want to read that 23rd verse there again. Being born again. Not of corruptible seed. He's talking about now that new birth. We were born in the flesh 
in a corruptible body, in a corruptible soul that was full of evil. But now you've had that new birth through the blood of Jesus. But of incorruptible. That new spirit. The Spirit of God. That Holy Spirit of God, friends. And how? By believing in the Word of God. That it is the truths of God. And accepting Him by the Word of God which liveth and abideth forever will abide in you forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man is the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. And that is what goes on in this flesh and all the worldly things that we see and that we hold so highly in treasure today. He says, it's no more, this flesh is no more but the grass of the field. It grows, it flowers out, and then it dies. And that's what this flesh will do. It will grow, it will produce, go out and do all the things that He lets us do here upon the earth, and then it will die. And what will happen to the soul? Have you made arrangements for that soul? It will go somewhere. We will stand before God. Either with a righteous soul or either with that unrighteous soul. And he says the righteous will go on to the right and the unrighteous on the left to be banished from God forever and ever, but the righteous into eternal life. And it's a free gift. It's been paid for by the blood of Jesus Christ. Will you believe upon Him? We accept Him. But the word of the Lord endureth forever. And this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you. And that's what I'm preaching to you today and talking and encouraging you to accept Him. Don't put it off. Accept Him and be at one. And be able to be born again. Not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible. By the Word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. That's what's available to you today, friends. Be a part of it. Don't let Satan get you down. Don't let him cast you down at all. <coughs> Let's turn over to Galatians. This will be the second chapter of Galatians. We'll start there at the 16th verse. 
the second chapter of Galatians. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus Christ, that we might be justified by the faith of Christ, not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified, and that's by all kind of works. They were trying, he was trying to tell them to get away from the law and have full faith in Jesus Christ and in the Son and in God. That's what we have been talking about today, putting our faith in Jesus Christ, not in ourselves, and he's just telling us there very plain and clear knowing that a man is not justified by works. But once we receive that new spirit, then there will be righteous works that is done in you. And you will be judged of those things. That righteous works that's done by the new spirit that is within you. Because you have had faith in Jesus Christ and you were able to receive that spirit and then that is the doing the works. It's not your works. You have believed, even Jesus, you, even we have believed in Jesus Christ that we might be justified by the faith of Christ and not by the works of the law. For by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. But if while we seek to be justified by Christ, we ourselves also are found sinners. Is therefore Christ the minister of sin? God forbid. If we find ourselves, he says, even after we have, are being justified by Christ, by that new spirit, he says, if we find ourselves in a sin, he says, is Christ the minister of that sin? He says, God forbid that you should think in that way. For if I build again the things which I destroyed, I make myself a transgressor. We can't go on and live in sin. That new birth has taken that away. It has destroyed those. For I, through the law, am dead to the law that I might live unto God. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now that's what I want us to understand and know that it is not works that you and I can do. We've got to put away, he says, we put away those old things. We put away sin out of our life. We've had that new birth, and now we're, we're not continuing in sin. He says, God forbid that you should continue in sin. He says, I'm crucified with Christ. I am dead to sin. Yet I live. I live righteously is what he's talking about. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. That's how we can live righteously is with that new spirit. And the life which I now live in the flesh, in this body, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Again, think about what took place. 
Think about that now we receive that. Now I am living by faith. I'm living a life without being filled with sin. And I live by the faith that the Son of God can keep me from sin. I'm living by faith that the Son of God can forgive me my sin. Who loved me. The Son of God loved you. And He still loves you. And gave Himself for me. That's what Paul said. And He gave Himself for you. I do not frustrate the grace of God. He says, I do not go against the grace of God. I do not do things that would frustrate that spirit. I follow that spirit is what he's saying. And that's what our life should mimic, should be the same. For if righteousness come by the law, then Christ is dead in vain. And it's, it's not by the law. It's by faith in Jesus Christ. Now he was trying to tell these Jews and these others to get away from thinking that the law is going to save you and that you can do it on your own. See, get away from that. Believe upon what we have been talking about today, the blood of Jesus Christ. Believe that that's how you can be saved. It's not through your works, not through man, but believe upon Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Master. In the same book, turn over here to the sixth chapter. I'm sorry, to the fifth chapter. <laughs> Let's start reading at the 16th verse. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Now remember, this is after you've received that new birth because that's the only way that you can not fulfill the lust of the flesh is by having the Spirit, the power over it, the power of God to become a son of God. Without that, we will live right on in the lust of the flesh. But this is he says, now this I say, walk in the Spirit, follow God, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That's pretty plain, isn't it? But it's the truths of God. For the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. That is a warfare that will go on forever. But the closer you walk and the closer you get to the God through Jesus Christ... The more you walk in that spirit, the farther it is, and it's easier and easier to get away from the temptations of the flesh. It becomes spirit becomes stronger and stronger within you, and the spirit against the flesh, and there these are contrary one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. 
But if you be led of the Spirit, you are not under the law. And that's today. If you are led by the Spirit, you are not then walking in your own way. But you are alive spiritually and you're not... The, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Now he goes into, and we've talked about these and we've read these kind of things many different... And it's quoted in different places in the Bible, basically these same things here that we must stay away from. But he says, now, if you be led of the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh, now he's going to tell us that these are the works of the flesh which was in you before you received that new birth or as in you if you have not received that. He says, this is the works of the flesh. And they're manifest, they show, and we can look out throughout the world today. Just look and see what the world goes after and how they are lusting after the things of the flesh. And it is manifest so open today. It is just wide open that you can see it everywhere. And listen to what he says that these things are, which are these. Adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness. He just brings it, and we can see how rampant these things are upon the earth today. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, various, emulations, wraths, strifes, seditions, heresies. <coughs> now those first three up there, we look upon that and we say, we're not going to be involved in that. Now we're coming on down a little bit lower in, these, in this list and we can see things, mm, maybe that's in our life, idolatry. Hatred, various, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murderers, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of these, of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now this is where, how can you believe that people can go out here and say, yes, I believe in Jesus Christ, and go on and live in this type of lifestyle, and that's what's going on throughout the world today. He says that is not the case. You cannot. But if for the flesh lusteth against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. But that Spirit of God is more powerful than the flesh. And it will give you power over these things. He says, now the works of the flesh are the things that we've just talked about. Is that in our life? If it is, something's wrong. We're not using the power that He has offered to us to overcome. And then he goes and he tells us very plain and clear. He says there, he says, of the which I tell you before, as I have told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such there is no law. Now is that in our life today? It can be. And that's what I want. And I believe, I know I can have it. I know you can have it. 
Because that's what the Spirit of the Holy Ghost will do for us. But the fruit of the Spirit, and that's when we say, and now I proclaim that I believe in Jesus Christ and I am a Christian. He says, now the fruit of that Spirit is going to bring forth this. If I just go up there and say, yes, I believe, but I've never had that new birth, I'm going to still be living in those things that he just that we read about. And he says that those that do such those things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But now, he says now that if you repent, you have faith in Jesus Christ, you receive that new birth, he says the spirit, the fruit of that spirit, the works that you will be doing at that time is love, joy, and peace. Don't we all want that? Love and joy and peace here upon the earth. Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, and faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust. They that are Christ And he's saying those that are a part of his, those that now are a son of God, he says they have crucified the flesh with the Spirit of God. The Spirit of God now has overcome that flesh and the affections and the lust that will lead us into all these other things. And he's saying, I'm offering to you this power I'm offering that to you. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. He's saying if you live in that Spirit, if that Spirit is in you, let your deeds, your actions, your conversation, let it all be a part of what the Spirit is doing for you. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another, and envying one another. Don't let that be in our life. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, wanting honor and glory of man here upon the earth, but let's be seeking to give honor and glory to God and never provoking someone to envy or doing anything that would create a problem for them that would do something that my brother might fail, that he might fall. Be at one and see victory. Let's turn over to the Ephesians. This is the fourth chapter of Ephesians. We'll start reading at the 13th verse. Fourth chapter of Ephesians. Till we all come in the unity of faith, of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, 
unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. And we can all come unto that and be a part of it. Through the faith, being unified in faith of Jesus Christ and God the Father, and of the knowledge of the Son of God, that he has promised, he says, that I will write it in your mind and I'll put it in your heart. That's what he said. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. And he's saying now we've received that. We've come to faith. He says now that we henceforth be no more children, but we are adults in the Word. We're not tossed to and fro. We're not carried about with every little wind and every doc thing of doctrine that comes along, but believing in the true words of Jesus Christ and God the Father. There are all kind of doctrines being taught out there now how they have taken the word of God and changed it into a lie. He's saying don't let those things by cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But speaking the truth in love may grow up unto him in all things, which is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working, in the measure of every part, making it maketh increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. The whole body, that spiritual body, being fitly joined together and compacted with God and Jesus and the righteous, unto the edifying of itself in love. Love for God the Father and Jesus Christ above all things. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that ye henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind. Having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. And that's what I want you to understand today, friends. To testify, I say therefore, and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as the world, but you walk in the Spirit. Be ye holy as I am holy, is what he's saying. Having the understanding darkened, and this is what the world has throughout the world today. Their understanding is darkened. They may proclaim that, yes, I'm a Christian, but look at their words. Being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over into lasciviousness to work all uncleanliness with greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. He says that's not what you have way you've learned Christ. And if you'll read and know that's not the way Christ is. Not giving them the, the righteous is not giving themselves over into all kind of lasciviousness and all kind of uncleanliness. 
here in this life. That is not the case with the righteous. But you have not so learned Christ. If you've learned Christ, it will show you that that's what is put away out of your life. If so be that you have heard Him and have been taught by Him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust. And again, I'm telling you, this is what he's saying that must be out of our life if we receive that new birth. And we must have that, he says. So these things have to go away, and it will go away by the blood of Jesus Christ. That you put off concerning the former conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind, the spirit of God that he said I will put into your mind. And that you may put on that new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. That you may put that on, he's saying. He's encouraging us in this, friends. And be renewed in the Spirit. And that you put on the new man which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are all members one of another. Be truthful, be honest in everything that we do. Doesn't matter what it is. Be honest and truthful in those things. Be you angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. He says, don't let wrath stay within you. Get it out quickly. And he says, don't, neither give place to the devil. Don't let him get his foot in that door at all. When that, he comes knocking. When you open the door and you see it's him, you slam it shut. Satan, get behind me. Don't ask, what do you want? You can discern the truths of God. Get them out of your life. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor, working with his own hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. And that's with all of us, whether we stole or what. Let's go out and let's do the very best that we can that we may have that we may do good and that we may have that if it's necessary for us to do and to help someone else that we have the means to be able to do that. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers, that it may minister grace and love. Talk to your fellow friends and your neighbors and whoever it might be not just the ones that are Christians but to all mankind let no corrupt communications come out of your mouth that it may minister grace unto those that hear your words 
and grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby you are called unto the day of redemption. Don't grieve about because the Holy Spirit is within you that you can't be involved in, in sin. Don't let that at all be in your mind. But just remember and be rejoicing in that you are redeemed and you are sealed until the day of redemption. And that day of redemption is when we cross over into that promised land. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Get that out of your life. And that's what that new birth will do. And be you kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. I want you to think about that. That even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you if you ask, if you repent, he will forgive you. Repent. Make it known. And seek Him. And all of these attributes that we're talking about, and all this drawing closer to Him, and all this power that God has to give to you is available through the precious blood of Jesus Christ. The power is there. He is putting his word out to us very, very plain and clear. Accept him and be a part of him. Be a part that, of his word, his, his work. I'm going to read just a few more verses here in 1 John, 1 John, 2nd chapter, 24th verse. Let that therefore abide in you which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, you shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that He has promised us, even eternal life. That's the conclusion of whole things that we're talking about here today. This is the promise that he has promised unto us, even eternal life. Let that sink down in your mind. And we'll end on that today. That this is the promise, the promise of eternal life. By believing, by repenting, and by having faith that Jesus Christ can do all this for us. We'll bring this meeting to a close. We'll sing number 281, Nothing But the Blood of Jesus. And we've been talking about the blood of Jesus today. And there may be some here that might would like to make that commitment to him. And you can do so as we sing this song by coming forward to the front bench here as we sing number 281.
person, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost. And may the Lord receive. I baptize or I present you to God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost. And may the Lord receive. I present you to God the Father in the name of Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost. And may the Lord receive. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It says there, how precious. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. That precious blood. Put your faith and trust in Him. Be it one. Don't put it off. Accept Him. And if you're walking with Him today, and I know there's people here that are, let's continue and let's grow stronger and let's encourage one another about that promise of eternal life through Jesus Christ let us pray to God the Father we thank you for the wonderful words of exhortation and to the wonderful words of encouragement that has been given to us today, and the wonderful reminders of what Christ did when He's here upon the earth for us, and reminding us of that wonderful promise of eternal life through faith and repentance. And God, I just beg that you convict those that are in an undone condition and hear this message to prick their heart and help them to just put it all into your hands and to be at one with you. We thank you for all you've done for us, God. And we ask you to be with us in the upcoming week that your will be done in us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.